Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, does Mo Brooks know history? Also, the V-Team takes a look at a last push for the gaming bill. And there's still unfinished business at the State House. Somebody's got to clean it up. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to The Voice of Alabama Politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, columnist and investigative reporter at APR. Welcome. Hi, Thanks guys. for having us. Yeah. Josh, you got any gas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I filled up the trash bags earlier. Uh, so I'm all straight, uh, double all bagged right. it, I'm good. Should be all fine. Right. Well, we'll get to that later, but I just wondered if uh, everybody would have a little gas. So. Yeah, really, really. Uh, yeah. On a, a very interesting note, I, I, several Southern governors uh, have declared that they will no longer make available the federal funds to extend uh, unemployment or the extra benefits that people get from unemployment. And, and Josh, Governor Kay Ivey, this past week did just the same as the other Southern governors. She, uh, she said that no more benefits after June 19th. The business community is solely behind this. They, they want it. Uh, but, you know, I am not sure that this is not just a notion and there's no empirical data to prove that people are going to go back to work when you cut off their benefits. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, all the data says otherwise, actually, uh, that, uh, that there's not really anything, uh, that these benefits are not keeping anybody from going back to, to jobs. And uh, really, the people who are clamoring the hardest are the restaurant owners out there. And, uh, you know, and I understand their plight, but, you know, I mean, it's uh, a lot of this is a self-inflicted wound uh, that they have here where they, uh, we have a system that, that's set up uh, here where the workers that were in those jobs were making well below minimum wage plus mm -hmm. tips. Uh, many of them didn't have any benefits. And so when you have a setup like that, uh, those are the last jobs that people go back to. Uh, and not to mention during the pandemic, when you had reduced capacity seating, uh, when restaurants were eventually allowed to reopen, uh, you had people, when you have that setup where you're only paying people $2 plus tips, well, you're not getting that, but half the tips uh, at that point. And so uh, that, that further hampers them. Uh, so I, listen, I, I think it's a, it, it's something that has been done like we often do in this state because it looks good from a political standpoint. Uh, and, and in the meantime, it's going to hurt a lot of good people out there that are, that are relying on these things that are trying to get back to the careers that they lost, not these little menial jobs. Right. Well, Susan, I mean, uh, the, the benefits, you know, anybody who's applied for benefits, they will last until the 19th. Mm -hmm. uh, the enhanced benefits, the extra money. You know, if you figure it out, people uh, were making probably close to 14, 14, 25 an hour. Right. Uh, that's still, even though some say it is, that's hardly a living wage these days. I mean, people have to work two and three jobs. But don't you think that, that people figure out ways to get 
to go to work even though they might be they, unemployed. They do. And, and the thing that Republicans forget a lot of times is during these kind of t hard times comes a lot of entrepreneurs, people that, you know, say, okay, I, I can't live with this. I've got to make money somehow. I got to figure out a way to make money. Right. And what the unemployment does is actually help them right. get through those periods right. where they can launch a new business. And we all know that Alabama depends on its small businesses. Yeah. Well, we've talked to several people who have started small businesses out of their home mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they could do it from home over the internet. They can make money. Now, I, don't, I never ask them whether they were drawing unemployment or not. But the one thing that we're seeing here is that, again, it goes back to the hospitality industry more than anything else. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I think some folks are not taking into consideration is that some of these places, uh, the manufacturing side and all that, didn't stay still, Josh, for the last year. They automated. They, they learned yeah. how to do more with less people. Yeah, yeah, they did, and and I'll tell you another thing that uh, that people aren't taking into account either is the fact that there were you know you have that uh, bottom tier of of earners uh, in 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 the working uh, fields out there that and then you have a field right above that, and I think in a lot of cases uh, the people who were in that field that were just kind of a step up and in, in the various fields a step up from there who had childcare issues, uh, you know if you I mean all of a sudden you know you got a lot of uh, folks that are they're looking at basically a side hustle on the internet that are bringing in two you know two hundred bucks a week plus the six to twelve hundred dollars in childcare expenses that they're saving uh, by staying at home and keeping their child at home something that they've now become accustomed to and all of a sudden you're to the good side uh, of this, and by, you know, it's addition by subtraction for the most part. And so I think some of the some yeah. of the folks that were in those restaurant jobs and other service industry jobs have moved up into some of those. And I think that's why it's so slow for people to return to some of those uh, lower level jobs. Unless we forget, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, or we're still in yeah. a pandemic. I mean, we can pretend that we're not. It's but not we are. over. It's yet. not over. Uh, it's not over. We're going to have to move on because. Uh, the Colonial Pipeline uh, coming out of New Jersey uh, was hacked and closed down for nearly a week. Yeah. Uh, and uh, But the one thing that happened is as soon as the governor sent out a message saying, don't panic about your gasoline, what happened, Susan? The ingenuity of some of these folks to hoard gasoline right next to their 800 rolls of toilet paper for the pandemic. It's just I astounding. I mean, you know, trash cans, uh, waterers for livestock, uh, plastic bags Bag. for Pete's sake. Josh, really? I was expecting to see balloons. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. You know, I mean, at this point, might as well. I, I just, but, hey, you know what? Put it in your mouth and hold it. Um, it's, <laughs> I, I mean, really, man, it's so. It's like Clorox, right? Listen, I, I want to tell you uh, how dumb America has become over the last few years. Uh, last year, at the, basically around this same time, uh, the, the CDC had to put out a statement telling you not to inject bleach directly into your body. Uh, and now we've had to send out a statement telling people not to fill up plastic bags full of gasoline. Uh, wow. I mean, I, I don't know what to do with people anymore. I mean, we keep wondering why our government's in such shape. These are the voters. I mean, that's what we have to tell them, please don't inject yourself with bleach. I know. I was at a gas station uh, before we came back down to Montgomery. And, you know, there was just me and like three other people. But some guy had like 20... 
20 tanks out there, 20 little one gallon And I mean, he was covering the ground with more gas than he was putting. If anybody lit a match That's anywhere near that, right. we've been in an upper room you, in you a minute. You just ride by and flip out a cigarette. Well, it's a good <laughs> well, thing well, that the governor that, that, did the same. Store, uh, they can store all that next to their uh, COVID toilet paper that they've there got 800 go. rolls of, and it should be fine. <laughs> Well, what, what one guy said to me is he hoped to God that Governor Ivey didn't declare, didn't tell people there wasn't a shortage of donuts because <laughs> he just right, couldn't yeah. do without the donuts. Yeah. All right, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with more news and opinion. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Your career isn't a job. It's a journey. Your next job could lead to bigger things and you're in charge of how fast and how far you want to go. At alabamaworks.com, you can connect with employers and start working right now. Then chart your path forward with training and career planning tools. That next paycheck is great, but it's only the beginning. Start a great success story at alabamaworks.com. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Susan, uh, legendary uh, baseball player and coach, Yogi Berra said, it ain't over till it's over. But it looks like uh, they've got less than 12 hours on Monday to pass a comprehensive <coughs> gaming bill or some something like that. I don't, I, I know you don't bet and I don't bet, but if you had to bet, what would be your wager? <laughs> that would be a hard one. Yeah. That would be a hard one. I mean, they've got 12 hours, 12, 15 hours, something like that, to actually get this passed. But there's so many wrinkles in it, and they're so divided between the Democrats and Republicans, and everybody's blaming everybody else and pointing fingers at each other. You know, and I, I had hoped that maybe this cooling off period would help to get this bill done. I just don't know if they can actually get it done. Josh, I know you 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 know more about gaming uh, legislation. What's been done over it seems like centuries of trying to get <laughs> yeah. this passed. Yeah. Uh, what's your sense out there? I mean, uh, the time is running out, but they at least at one point had something that it seemed everyone agreed upon, and then uh, the wheels came off the clown car. Yeah, it's. Um uh, you're right. That there is something there that most everybody agrees on, and that's still in place. Um, you know, I, that, and that's still the case. I think everybody mostly agrees I, on 99% of of the current gaming bill, the comprehensive bill that has the you know the six uh, cas casino sites uh, in it uh, that are at the at the dog tracks and the additional northeast site and the Dothan site. Uh, so I think that. Everything is still there on the table. There are a few key points that they're working out 
uh, to try to shore up the vote on the thing. Um, I, one of those things being what to do with, with Lowndes County. Um, and, and I think that they're pretty close to coming up with a solution to that. Uh, and I believe that there is the political will uh, there to do that. And I think this is something that Republicans really, really want to have done right now because I think there is such a clamoring for it uh, throughout the state. And I think that they are fearful of going back to their constituents uh, at, at this time and something not being done. I think that there, there would be some consequences for that uh, for some of these folks. I think some folks are in some danger. I know that's weird to say, uh, but I believe it, it does open the door for, at the very least, a primary challenge. Right. Well, I think, you know, Governor Ivey has expressed her desire for a comprehensive bill. We have been really uh, trying to deal with this issue for nearly two decades. Mm -hmm. We have gaming in the state, Susan. We have a lot of it, actually. But it is not taxed, it is not limited, and it is not regulated. And that's, that's what we need. And this is the first time that the, the big players, the Porch Creek Indians and the track owners, mm -hmm. who all have legitimate, uh, a legitimate stake in this, right. and those mm -hmm. who say they don't are just lying. <laughs> uh, they have a legitimate yeah. stake in it, and they have come together and work together. This is monumental. Absolutely is. Yes, they have their own constitutional amendment within their own counties to be able to do this. It was voted on by the people of those counties. But this is the first time. Usually, in years past, you had the Porch Creek over here and you had the track owners over here. They've actually come together in this and united yeah. and said, yeah. we're, gonna get, we're dedicated to getting this done. We're dedicated to making this a good thing and from letting Alabama benefit from it. So, uh, guys, put down the swords, seriously. Yeah. But let's yeah. get this done. Well, and I think we, I mean, I, I certainly want to compliment the track owners and the Porch Creek for their efforts here. I mean, they have, they mm -hmm. have overcome a lot to work they together. They really have. Uh, you know, I also, want to congratulate the leadership that has come together. Yep, they've come I mean, together. Republicans, Democrats, yep. Senate, yep. House, they've all worked hard on this bill, Josh. Mm -hmm. uh, we just need to pull it across the line. And I think yeah. Governor Kay Ivey is going to be instrumental to this because you and I know, we all know, that anything mm -hmm. big that happens in the state has to have the governor's buy-in. Yeah. And I think we do. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I I I think she buys in, but I think she she's going to need to be a little more forceful uh, mm -hmm. over the next few days uh, if this mm -hmm. is going to get done right now. Uh, honestly, I, I believe that this kind of all falls to to their office. Uh, if if she is forceful in this and they bring everybody together and they put their foot down on this and they make the right threats uh, as they did with the gas tax, I think this thing gets done because it really is that close. I think yeah, uh, it, it, it we're is. just talking about a few minor sticking points on this thing, and I but I think it it really is that close and and. I, you know, I'm with you. I, I think that uh, that people misinterpret this, and one of the knocks on this thing is, that, oh, you're giving this thing away to the track owners. Well, that's, that's not true. What's typically happened in a lot of other states is uh, people forget that paramutual wagering is class three wagering, and so you're expanding class three gaming into places where class three gaming already exists, and, exists. and for the mm -hmm. the most part of this bill. And so I think that's a huge part of it, and I think it's very important. Well, I agree with you. I need to. We need to move on to the next subject. You know, we've been going through a litany of things that uh, Congressman Mo Brooks doesn't understand, like the First Amendment. Uh, uh, one other thing he does. How to get a bill passed? <clears throat> another thing he doesn't seem to understand: May eighth, 
we celebrate VE Day, which has victory in Europe, Susan. Right. And it ended World War II. Mm -hmm. Now, Mr. Brooks, uh, who is running for the United States Senate, said on Twitter, 76 years ago, America's greatest generation successfully stopped the spread of dictator dictatorial socialism across the world. He loves that word. Were the Nazis socialists? They were fascists. They were fascists. They were Mussolini. fascists, not socialists. He loves that socialism word so well. I don't think he un actually understands what it no. means. Because socialism and fascism are on two different planets. And I think, Josh, he doesn't realize that uh, what the allies, uh, one of our biggest allies, was the Red Army, the communist Russians. Yeah. Yeah, that's well. Listen, I think uh, Duke University's got to be really proud that they've got an economy uh, graduate uh, run, uh, economist, <laughs> uh, run, economist running around out there talking about how this is uh, this is socialism and that's socialism, and clearly not understanding what any of the things mean or right. understanding and just simply lying to people, which well, is probably either, more accurate. Um, yeah, yeah, it's either one yeah. or the other. Either he's a total idiot or he's a total liar. Exactly. I, mean, yeah. I think Mo Brooks is a congenital liar. I think he's a liar. I think he lies he, about religion. I think he lies. about about politics. He, I think he lies mm -hmm. about absolutely. how much money he has. I, I think the man is just yeah. a liar. I think he's just a liar. Because uh, you cannot be a Duke graduate and not understand the difference between socialism and fascism. It doesn't yeah. happen. All right. Well, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. If you've been working, you've already proven yourself in ways you may not even notice. Managing your time, communicating effectively, and working as part of a team are key skills that employers value. At alabamaworks.com, you can find out how to build on your experience to up your game and get the job you really want because it's out there. Start your new success story at alabamaworks.com. Sponsored by Alabama Works, the Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station.
Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. There is some serious, <clears throat> and maybe thankfully, unfinished business in the uh, State House, and with a limited amount of time, it, it, it seems hard to imagine how they get through the transgender bill to, to stop doctors from giving medical advice or care to transgender children, uh, the bill that can still carry that would allow for anyone to carry a firearm uh, uh, secretly into any building or any, any place like that. Well, you couldn't a federal building. You can't state house, right? And the there's even a, a notion that there can be a proposal, Susan, to uh, a bond issue to finance prisons. I don't think they can get any of that done, or if so, very little. Very little. Very, they have one day left, and that's usually... Usually, sunny day is a ceremonial day. Yeah. And while they've actually pushed all this out to that one last day, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of pressure going on from different points. But there's, if you're if you're dealing with a gaming bill, and these, two, I mean, the, the the filibuster on just those first of the concealed carry and transgender yeah. bill, you can eat up 12 hours right there. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy with just those two. Well, Josh, to me, there was a lot of controversial bills uh, that have not made it to, through both houses and certainly hasn't gotten mm -hmm. to the governor's office. But do you think there's any hope of them passing some of these more controversial bills? Um, I don't think so. I think that there are a lot of bills that they're trying to get to. And I, honestly, I, I do think that, um, that, that you know, what they're going to try to do, at least, at least the plan currently, um, is, is to try to get to uh, the gambling bill. Uh, yeah. And if that's the case, then the gambling bill is going to eat up 90 percent of, of whatever you're right. going to do that day. Right. But, you know, it's... Uh, uh, it, it, but it's indicative of the way we operate in the state that so many important th issues and things are left, uh, you know, to, to die on the final day. And uh, mm -hmm. and really, if you want to know why our prisons are in such shape, just consider that right the last week here they went. Oh, you know what we should do? We should do a prison bill. We should do a prison bond bill. I mean, it's the last week of this. It just, I mean, you know, this thing's been hanging out. We've had a DOJ investigation uh, for three years, and still the last week of the session when they, they know they're out of time, uh, they make this phony effort. Well, we understand that there will be news coming out of the governor's office soon on that issue. But I want to move uh, on to another one. Uh, there's a big Merrill race in Birmingham. Uh, mm -hmm. The top contenders are uh, Mayor Woodfin, Randall Woodfin. Uh, he's running for re-election. William Bell, former mayor, uh, right. is running for re-election. And uh, several other people, uh, LaShondra Scales and Chris mm -hmm. Wood and a few others. Uh, we, did a, we, we didn't do the poll, but we, we received a poll last week that we wrote about that shows Woodfin ahead by a pretty significant margin. Yeah, he's ahead right now by about two-thirds. Yeah. I mean, people really like what they're seeing with Woodfin. He's doing a really fantastic job with Birmingham yeah. right now. But he, he did and a uh, he did a really good job handling the pandemic. Uh, I think oh, I think people yeah. in the in the city really appreciated the way he handled that, and, and also the way he handled things during the protest. Uh, I mean, I think there mm -hmm. were some issues mm -hmm. back and forth with with a few people there, but overall, uh, in a very tough situation, I thought he pro he handled himself. You know, about as well as you could you could handle it. Uh, but really, the pandemic is and handling that crisis, and in a lot of ways, handling it uh, despite the the actions of the state. Uh, I thought he's done a really really good job. Well, he actually shows leadership. Yeah. 
And we don't yeah. get that a lot in our mayors here in Alabama or in our legislature. But Woodfin is actually a leader, and that's so encouraging. Yeah, it is. And not to disparage these other folks or Certainly anything, not. but uh, Certainly not. Commissioner Scales and, uh, and, and former Mayor uh, William Bell, William Bell. Mm -hmm. these guys have been each other, at each other's throats for years. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the race is going to get interesting. It's who, you know, there's a lot of people running, so the chances of yeah. a runoff are pretty pretty likely. Mm -hmm. So which one, Bell or, or the, the commissioner, ends up second place? And will they, Josh, tear each other's, uh, you know, a new one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think they will if they can. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think uh, that, that it'll probably be the former mayor, uh, Bell, uh, mm -hmm. that, that winds up in a runoff if there is one. Uh, and I'm not yeah. I'm not totally convinced there will be uh, just because, you know, I, I, again, I, I, you know, when you go back to it and you look at what's happened, you know, when you have a, an incumbent in office, especially an incumbent that nobody has a really big problem with, man, mm -hmm. it's it's tough to beat them. It's tough to get people to go into a, into a voting booth and say, no, we're not we're not going to keep going with this way that seems to be working for everybody. Yeah, and 52% of those surveyed, uh, this is a legit survey, 52% uh, of those who said they were definitely voting for him, so if they show up... And, 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 and that makes it even more interesting yeah. because William Bell was a popular mayor. Yeah. He was a very popular yeah. mayor, so but uh, it's going to get interesting. Yeah, it will be. We've got about two minutes here, and I do want to get to something Josh brought up here. More deaths and suicides in our prison. They just keep piling up. We, we it, almost every other day you yep. can report on a death yep. or suicide or COVID death or death by inmate on inmate violence. Mm -hmm. I mean, Susan, something's got to give. Yeah, and we're not even in summer yet in the hot temperatures, and you and I have been in these prisons. We there is no air conditioning, there is no TV. You know, yeah. where the, and the individual cells. You got. 300 men piled into a gymnasium and it, you expect not to have any deaths, not suicides. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, we've got to do something about our prisons. I mean, I mean John, it's just, it's gotten out of control. This doesn't even count the CO violence on right. prisoners either. I mean, it's really out of control. And that's what people seem to still not understand is that these prisons they are not what you see in the movies. No. The movies do us no. a total disgrace. No, they don't. You know, Josh? Yeah, the, it the, is. The movies I mean, actually make me mad. It's not the Green Mile, you know? I mean, uh -uh. it's a... Yeah, I mean, really, you got to get yourself uh, and, and take a look at this thing, and we've got to get we've got to get some better leadership at the Department of Corrections. I, I don't think Jeff Dunn's a bad guy, but I, I think he's way over his head in this, and yes. it, that has proven to be the case uh, for now years. And I don't know what it takes. I don't know what you need to fail other than everything uh, to get to be removed from a position because this ain't working, man. It constitutionally, Alabama Constitution says you should have work experience within the prisons before you become the commissioner. He had no work experience in the prisons before yeah. Bentley appointed him commissioner. I, I agree with Josh. He's he's, he's a nice guy, I, I but it, it seems him. like uh, it, the prison problems are monumental. But yeah. it's going to take leadership to solve them. Governor Ivey's trying to do her part. We need more. But we're gonna have to leave it right there. You've been watching the V the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.